0: You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The following is special programming aired in collaboration with the Marjorie Barrick Museum of Art on the campus of UNLV. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education.
1: Hello, my name is Leanne Huddleston, and I am the Manager of Museum Engagement and Outreach at the Barrick Museum of Art. The Barrick and the Neon Museum have recently collaborated on a community event called the Circle of Introspective Agency, created by their newest artist-in-residence, Thomas Putzier, who we'll hear from you in a bit. Through this partnership, we thought this would be a wonderful opportunity to spotlight the Neon Museum's Artist-in-Residency Program, which has been inviting artists down to the Boneyard since 2016. Today, we are joined by Putzier and the Neon Museum's Arts Program Manager, Joanne Russ. Would you two like to say hello?
0: Hi, this is Tom Putzier. I'm a queer, conceptual, interdisciplinary artist based in Minneapolis.
2: Abir and Joanne Russ, the Arts Program's Manager at the Neon Museum. Thank you so much for inviting us along today.
1: I'm so happy to have you both, and I'm so glad that we can sit down and talk. Um, Jo, Tom is the Neon Museum's uh, seventh artist in residence. Correct. Could you elaborate a bit more on what the program is and what the selection process is like?
2: Sure. So... Yes, this is the seventh artist residency with the Neon Museum and the program is designed to really expand the interpretive potential of the Neon Museum collection. So the artist is invited to take inspiration both from our wonderful historic sign collection and also from the spectacular city of Las Vegas itself. Our artist spends one week prior on an introductory week to get a feel for uh, both of those and um, the opportunity to, you know, also engage, um, meet, you know, come to events at the the Barrack Museum, other um, programs, other galleries, other cultural events, get a feel for things here, um, and then come back and do a six-week residency. So we are absolutely delighted to have... Uh, Thomas Putzier with us um, for these six weeks Um, and just to tell you a little bit about the process of selection. So we invite artists to submit a proposal um, talking about how they would like to engage uh, with the collection and the city and then also to talk about um, ideas for public engagement that's a very big part of the program as well. Um, you know, we love making the, the artist's work accessible um, to the members of the public here, to community groups. So we're also really delighted to be partnering with the Barrack Museum with um, Tom's engagement program that's happening this coming weekend. So thanks, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that was wonderful. Thank you so much. I, I know I'm still um, learning a lot about the Neon Museum's Artist-in-Residency Program, um, and so it's wonderful to get kind of a little bit behind the scenes on how that process usually works. Um, and I love the amount of engagement that you take focus in, in engaging the local community and making sure that the artists are connected before they really respond. I think that's a wonderful way to um, really make their work connect with the local audience. Um, but uh, moving moving to Tom, um, I was wondering, since we've kind of talked a little bit about the residency and kind of that process and a little bit behind the scenes, One, um, welcome to Vegas. Uh, have you been to Vegas before? Is this your first time, first introduction?
0: You know, I was in Vegas as a kid. I grew up as a competitive dancer. And so, I did a number of dance competitions here, but um, I've never been to Vegas as an adult, which is a very different lens and it's a very exciting city to be in
1: oh that's wonderful do you do I, so Las Vegas is also a um, transformational city. I feel like we constantly reinvent our identity and transform um, ourselves into our more a more public kind of current consciousness, and we're constantly reinventing uh, I guess compared to your visit now here as an adult, um, do you see that within the city? Does the city still seem uh, as you remember it?
0: Um, totally different. Um, it, it's definitely grown a lot. The urban sprawl is pretty incredible. Um, so much new infrastructure. It's definitely different seeing it as an adult. It's a very flashy city. Um. But I think there's something here for kids to see as well. It's very colorful at night. The lights are incredible. I'm so lucky to be a part of this residency and experience the city um, through making art. And like Joe said, looking at their collection and looking at the city and using that as a referential space to create new work.
1: Mm-hmm. And since we're talking about new work... Um, for the residency program, do you have an idea of what you would like to do um, with your time here?
0: Yeah, um, well, I'm doing a few different things. I'm, right now, I've been very focused on the community engagement piece we are doing at the Barrick Museum, which is titled Circle of Introspective Agency. That is a piece that is experimental and has been ongoing for several years for me. It first began in Minneapolis on a frozen lake at a arts festival called Art Shanty Projects. And so that's a continuation of a community engagement work that continues to change and evolve. I'm also excited to make a number of new painting works that will be displayed at the English Hotel for a solo exhibition starting February 24th. And I'll also be doing an artist talk and an open studio night on February twenty second.
1: Well, you sound really busy. Um, I think these are <laughs> wonderful opportunities uh, to engage the local community. So I really hope y'all come out. Whoever's listening, um, please make sure you come and visit these these venues and these events. Going back to uh, the community engagement project, I should mention to our audience listening currently the Circle of Introspective Agency project is um, scheduled for January 28th at 1 o'clock. I do realize that has already happened, so I do want to talk about um, a little bit about the engagement projects that you have done. And with that local engagement that you do within the community, those are spaces um, and environments that you welcome conversation, that you create this kind of sphere of um, openness and inclusivity. Do you want to talk a little bit about what drew you to creating these types of events? What drew you to interacting with the community in this way?
0: Yeah, um, I'd say it, originally, I'd say in my early 30s, I realized that um, I was sort of having this obstacle when it came to using my voice in regards to standing up for myself um, based on some anti-queer trauma I experienced in my youth and early adulthood. So I originally thought through this project as a way uh, to create agency for myself and both for others. And as it evolved, um, I found myself... Found myself sort of decentered from the project and just acting as a facilitator for conversation. And the project began um, basically with a deck of cards used to sort of create introspective dialogue, introspective bonding amongst strangers. And um, it's an inclusive space. It's a brave space. And it's a space where transformational experiences are happening. And a space where people are able to be vulnerable and also perform strength while talking about themselves in a autobiographical way.
1: I love that. I love uh, we in our more recent history, of course, um, the anti-LGBTQ kind of uh, language has been uh, really prevalent and 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 hard. Um, especially with current legislation laws. so it's it's wonderful to kind of have that space to facilitate conversations around this, which is something that seemingly we're going a little bit backwards and and it's becoming taboo to almost talk about or really inflammatory to talk about. Um, so it's wonderful that you provide these spaces and with within communities. Um, something that I do want to touch on is the the installations that you do create, um, to kind of paint a visual picture, they're architectural monuments created with these open um, kind of, I guess, inlets and little uh, concaves and things like that, where they create space for movement and airflow, but they're also really uh, flamboyant and bright um, and triangular. And some of them, are they seem rigid. They're not kind of fluffy, um, which I, for me personally, sometimes when I think about openness and conversation, I think of a rounded structure. Um, Do you want to talk about, I I hope this is okay to talk about the the little kind of, um, why the use of these kinds of sharp edges and these really bright colors and things like that?
0: Yeah, um, I will say that in my practice, complexity and specifically contradiction is something I'm heavily focused on. So there are times, say in video work I've made where the content may be depressing, but The visuals and the the sort of visual impact is sort of the opposite of the message. And I sort of like to create this environment where people are questioning their surroundings. The original work, I use this architecture to create the conditions where any passerby became... Um, a component of the work itself and became a performer in that work, the next iteration of that project was more so built as a stage. And the stage then held space for numerous performance acts at an arts festival where different groups from the public were able to utilize that space for different conversations, different music performances. And... Even sound baths and meditations. Um, so, I definitely think I'm utilizing space in a different way that makes people curious and pulls people in, which I think maybe is part of my interest in the Neon Museum, part of my interest in this residency, as well as their collection. Um, you know, I've heard this phrase it's the Neon Museum is the most iconic. Museum in Vegas, and that's just inherently true. And so, since I'm someone who's very interested in referential material and symbolism, working with the Neon Museum in my mind was just a natural pairing.
1: No, I I can definitely see those connectors, especially um, because of the Boneyard. It holds so much of the Vegas' history, Um, how we've transformed and kind of... uh, In in some ways, we've obliterated a bit of our history, but we've also... There's certain things that we keep. There's certain things that um, we cherish, but sometimes in those kinds of turnovers and those areas of transformation within the city and changing our identity, some things can be lost. Um, And the Boneyard, I think that nickname holds... It's really apt, I think, for the materials that are in there is like' it's, it's almost a reflection of who the city was as we continue to change and reference those those beginnings. Um,
0: I love the way you put that. I think it, it becomes this collection of things that are from the past that maybe were forgotten in another way. And it also becomes highly referential to the way in which neon sign companies are utilizing space outside their warehouses creating sort of piles of completed signs, partially completed signs, old signs to be turned into something else. And I think that's kind of part of the mission of that organization as well, as far as when people come in and experience it, there's so much to think about as far as history and as far as the future goes.
2: Mm-hmm. Tom, you summed it up so beautifully in relation to the, the Neon Museum and, and the mission um, and your question, Leanne, you know, I found that really interesting as well. Um, when you're talking about the these kind of hard-edged geometric kind of shapes, bright colours uh, that Tom uses in his work, um, our guest juror actually for this year um, was Carmen Beals, uh, curator from Nevada Museum of Art, and she talked about those very particular, specific things that, you know, there's a lot of... Um, Interesting kind of contextual um, material in behind the works that Tom makes and dealing with some quite you know serious issues, um, also re um, revisioning or re envisioning the way we see our own environment, and somehow this all comes out with these amazing, quite joyous bright colors that you know really kind of like pop out to you and that was something that she particularly uh, had reference to with Tom's work so I thought that was a really interesting question
1: yeah thank thank you for coming in on that because I I mean that's what drew me to Tom's work when we were first kind of like starting these conversations of work to get working together bringing this community event to life is the um they're loud but they're really quiet at the same time. Like, they take up space. They have these really bright neon colors. Like, I think the Temple of Agency is like a bright neon uh, fluorescent green um, that stands out in the middle of a frozen lake bed. It's it's something that it's so stark, you, you almost just can't ignore it. But it also feels quiet because some of the structures are smaller. So.
0: Yeah, I would say I'm... I'm very interested in querying spaces, and I think in doing so, I like to start with what's already there and taking parts, taking shapes, taking forms, taking references that already exist and are familiar with people, and then starting to edit them and turning them into something completely different and making it sort of unrecognizable and yet somehow also Uncanny in the sense that there is this original starting point that maybe everyone's familiar with. For example, um, about two years ago, I did a piece in Connecticut called The Gatekeeper. And it's a 12-foot-tall pink sculptural piece in the middle of the woods on a hiking trail and at I Park Foundation. And the piece itself maybe is highly referential to postmodernist architects but it's also if you break it down in its most basic elements it's four triangles and three rectangles and so i like to play with shapes in their both in their most basic sense and then layer them and combine them until they become something different altogether
1: i love that I love that. That is also taking a, a key place within the work that you create, as you're thinking about how those shapes invade these spaces. Um, something that kind of, I guess, going back to what you'll be able to do at the neon are there are certain uh, signs that I think really kind of reference that that kind of specific shaping. Like one that I'm thinking about is um, the Stardust sign. It is of huge importance. It has the the basically the way that that was designed. Um, was so eye-catching and gorgeous. And I, I believe at the time was really innovative. Um, are there are there any signs that you've seen within the Boneyard where it's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I, I love this sign and what they do with their design.
0: Well, it's interesting you brought up the Sarda sign because that's one I'm also obsessed with. And um, one of the pieces I plan to be making, I'm sort of using that sign, that font as a starting point. And um, considering that that structure was imploded, I've sort of started to think about the Stardust sign itself um, becoming bloated and becoming imploded, and using that idea as a starting point to manipulate shapes. But I will also say I think most of the signs in there that have that contain sort of hidden symbolism get me really excited and also just different intersections in this city. You'll stop at a stoplight and right in front of you, there'll be 10 different neon signs layering upon each other. And in the dark night, I only see that. And then I start erasing everything else and then what's left just becomes this outline. And so that's another work that I'm gonna be working on that's incredibly referential to a specific location and direction. Um, using those neon lights and those spaces as an outline to create new painting works.
1: I'm very excited to see those. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. That gets me really jazzed. Um, oh, well, that's, that's wonderful. I'm glad that actually is something that you're, you're going to be working with because it's definitely one that um, I, I personally really enjoy. So going back to what you said about uh, referential spaces, and um, I, I kind of wanted to bring back the point of some site-specific works within within your kind of oeuvre um, about with your community engagement projects, since you engage with the local communities, um, what have you found in your time here with Las Vegas um, that you've discovered about the local community? And do you think with the community project you'll do here, do the questions change? Um, How do these kinds of facilitations of conversations usually go?
0: Yeah, um, so I've done these different community engagement pieces stemming from this experimental project dealing with introspection um, across the country. And it's been done in different formats. One of the last ones was with a queer youth group and the questions were definitely sort of geared more toward that lens. But um, I definitely think with these, it's more so... It's less about what I'm bringing and what I'm questioning and more so about, I think, what the community is bringing to the table as far as these conversations go. Um, I, I definitely feel like I'm still a visitor here in the sense that I I don't... I, I can't fully analyze this city. Um but I will say, I think one thing I bring is my own baggage, um, which I think maybe sort of generates where where some of my own questions are coming from for other people. Some you know some of these most of these questions are very simple, like, are you your truest self? You know, and rather looking at that as a yes and a no, and using that as a place to sort of jump into an internal. Thinking space. Um, so far, I've been here j- just exactly two weeks, I think. Um, in one week for the introduction, right? There was the week in September. I was here. Completely different environment. You know, a hundred degrees. Um, but I will say, I'm constantly exploring, constantly driving around, constantly hiking, constantly seeing new venues. Um,
1: that, that is actually, it's good that you're seeing, you're, you're seeing a more well-rounded view of Las Vegas. I feel like a lot of people, when, when they think Vegas, they immediately think Strip, the casinos, right. the gambling. Like a lot of people um, outside of the Strip, I don't think they always realize that there are other things happening. That there's still, there's life happening outside of that one drive. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you're getting a chance to go out and especially see the natural wonders that the desert has to offer.
0: That is so real, though. I think when I was driving just here for this interview, I you see the strip in the background the entire time. And when I was pulling up, I was thinking there are people that never leave that boulevard the entire time they're here. And there's so much more to experience and so much more that is informing that space
1: And this gives you a better understanding of what the local community is like. Because we're always transitioning and our identity is always changing as a city, um, we have a lot of transience in in that kind of sense of like people coming for work, they come in the hospitality, they come for vacation, and then they leave. This is a segment of their life before they hop somewhere else. So what I think is really interesting um, for coming from that perspective is that If you're only viewing the Strip, you're only seeing such a small portion of what Vegas has to offer, and especially the local communities. Um, Engaging with them, you really, a lot of people, you really have to get out of the Strip in order to engage with and really go into the separate parts. I know you were saying that uh, North Las Vegas, when you had recently visited, felt completely different than the area we are in now with Paradise. It's just, there are so many different pockets within the city that kind of um, these communities would love to be reached um, if only those kinds of
2: people coming in would engage with. And I will add to that that I think, you know, it's a pretty special experience for people when they're visiting the city, however long they're here for, to be able to come to cultural environments such as the Barrack Museum, such as the Neon Museum, where it's possible to engage directly with local folks who live and work here as well, because that's such a a unique and interesting experience too isn't it and um, there's a lot of dialogue kind of shared dialogue that can happen in those kind of situations so um, I think that's something that's really um, important Um, and it's something too that when our artist comes here you know to to have these kind of conversations and um, really connect with local folks um, is important too Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I I like that you said that, Joe, because it's definitely one of those things that um, in order the I guess in order to connect with the community, you do have to invest. You have to go to these um, these local gatherings. You have to go and see the uh, different residency programs that we have without the city um, and and go to these events and see what the what the I guess touch back in with that community. And especially within the arts, it's it's really vital to get connected through these events um, in order to get in with the arts community here although I find it very welcoming it's always a welcoming community it's definitely one that you kind of have to journey to find sometimes so I think we're, we're about to wrap up um, and I just wanted to remind everyone um, about the upcoming dates uh, that are taking place with uh, Tom and um, the Neon Museum Tom would you like to say those dates one more time so we, we make sure we get those in there
0: Yes, February twenty second I'll be doing an artist talk as well as an open studio at the Jill Condo building starting in the afternoon and then February twenty fourth in the afternoon I will have a solo show exhibition opening at the English Hotel in the Arts District.
2: And in relation to that we'll have a in relation to that we'll have a public viewing um, on preview Thursday, March the second. Um, So folks can come and experience Tom's work installed uh, in the context of the English Hotel, uh, in the context of the Arts District, Las Vegas.
0: We would also like to thank our sponsors for the Circle of Introspective Agency project with the partnership at the Barrick Museum and the Neon Museum. Thank you to Cosmopolitan Las Vegas, the National Endowments for the Arts and Foundation for Contemporary Arts.
1: Thank you for doing that.
2: I'd also like to just add a special thank you to The Jewel, who host our artists and provide a wonderful studio space as well in, in downtown Las Vegas.
1: Thank you so much for joining us, you two. It was really wonderful to talk with you both a little bit about your work, Tom, and the Neon Museum, as well as um, a little bit about the city of Las Vegas and its community. That was a wonderful kind of conversation to have. Um, so thank you all for listening today. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day and thank you.
0: You've been listening to special programming aired in collaboration with the Marjorie Barrick Museum of Art on the campus of UNLV. The content of this program did not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education.